0: Welcome to Keep Going, a podcast about failure and success, hosted by John Biggs. Every week, we talk to an amazing person about a time they failed and what they learned. And remember, when you're going through hell, keep going. Welcome back to Keep Going, a podcast about failure and success. I'm John Biggs. To end the show, we have Elliot Pepper. He's a science fiction author and, I guess, you'd say, public intellectual about the future. Uh, welcome, Elliot. Thank you for thank you for joining me.
1: It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, John.
0: I know. I love to have you on because because uh, you're doing exactly what I want to do when I grow up, uh, is, <laughs> which is write cool books for uh, smart people. Um, so why don't you tell us what you've been working on and tell us about your, uh, I guess the I guess the failure that you faced. Uh, if that, if that's, I don't want that to sound too harsh, but I think that's uh, that's what we're trying to do here, right?
1: Sure, absolutely. So, I mean, I certainly don't feel like I've grown up yet, for what it's worth. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> so good luck to you. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, um, you know, I had a a really tough moment when I was working on on Reaper, which is the the uh, my latest novel uh-huh. came out last year. And um, you know, Reaper was my is my tenth novel, so it wasn't my first time around the block. Um, and I was working on the rough draft, and you know, uh, you sort of get into a flow state when you're, or I get into a flow state when I'm writing fiction. And um, and I was working on the rough draft, and I was really excited about it. I had all of these ideas that I was sort of weaving into the story and um i finished the rough draft and when i finished the rough draft i knew like you know when you know something like deep down inside you i knew this is the best book i've ever written mm-hmm. like by far like it's tight like it's ready like sure we need to do some you know we'll have to polish it and i'm sure that there are countless group you know Grammatical mistakes and things like that 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 I need you know copy edited, um, but wow, this novel is just ready to go. I can't wait to put it into readers' hands, and I had never felt that finishing a novel before. This was like okay, I guess at number ten I finally figured out what it means to write a novel. So I take the draft. And like every draft, um, like every rough draft, I sent it out to um, a few beta readers, basically a, a small brain trust of, of folks, um, including my wife, uh, another novelist, um, a friend who spent 10 years at Pixar, um, people who, you know, really have that they, they each of them bring a unique perspective to the table in terms of input and critical feedback. On the first drafts of of any of my books, and so you know, I sent off the manuscript, and I was I was just thrilled. You know, I was like, okay, like I, you know, this is gonna be this is gonna be big, this is gonna be fabulous, and um, and then I hear back, and every single one of them pointed out these enormous holes <laughs> in the story, like like just like like massive plot whole both plot holes like holes in sort of where this where the story was going but also character inconsistencies just these fundamental problems it was like if you um you know you built a house and then you had the inspector come by and they're like oh yeah like your foundation is made out of Jenga pieces mm-hmm. right like like this is just totally worthless like like sure maybe you have a nice facade or you know you did the finishing touches on the bathroom really well um but but this building isn't sound mm-hmm. um and and i was absolutely crushed partially i mean not least because i had been so confident in the work um and uh and so i was i was really crushed and it took months to figure out i i I thought that well I, my first thought was maybe I just need to scrap this entire project maybe I maybe this is just the wrong book and I need to throw it away and just start on something new um, or 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 <laughs> or do something else instead of writing for that matter um, uh, and, and and you know I also thought about well maybe I need to take this novel and maybe this isn't meant to be a novel. Maybe it's meant to be three different novels Mm -hmm. and like I need to rewrite it and take all the, you know, these sort of different characters and just write a book about each of them that are totally unrelated. Um, uh, You know, so I went through many iterations. I tried all of these different things, none of which worked. Um, And for months I was stuck. Um, And it was really painful. I never experienced that. Like like I feel like every novel I work on, I experience some kind of like creative crisis mm-hmm. at some point in the writing process, but this was by far the deepest hole I had dug for myself. And um and it wasn't until months later that I went back and and um, revisited a short story that I had sort of writ- written on a whim nine months before in a single afternoon. And I, I read over that short story and then I read it again and again. And I realized that maybe if I hijacked that short story, um, I could use its structure to reformat the novel almost like uh you know like a dj taking Mm -hmm. loops from old tracks and remixing them into a new song and uh so that's what i did i i i i uh i took that short story and i used it as a seed around which to grow and basically a, a a new version of the novel and i i wound up uh, changing, you know, a number of the main characters, like the point of view characters, I wound up uh, rewriting most of it and then adding like 40% new material. So the the resulting book was very, very different from mm-hmm. um, from the rough draft I had sent out to my little brain trust. And the revisions, like what it took to take that broken story and fix it took significantly longer than writing the rough draft in the first place. And, you know, ultimately, I'm really proud of how the novel came out, but it is the result of, like, probably the most abject creative failure I've experienced. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So do do you, do you know
0: what, do you know what, why you thought it was so great? I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to explain, but I mean, I, I, I kind of understand what you're saying. Like you just Mm. wrote something and it's the best thing ever. Like, and and as a journalist, I have to, I have to basically say, okay, well, I just spit this out. I'm done. I gotta, I gotta keep going. Um, Mm. so Mm. that's sort of, that's sort of, um, that sort of joy of creation is kind of closed to me. Um, but it feels like, it feels like in this case, you had a, you had an actual joy of creation, which, which people didn't agree with. Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, it's really hard to try to get that perspective on your own work. That's Mm -hmm. almost precisely why I always solicit this kind of input from others, because I'm so in the weeds that, um, that I, that it's, that it. But it's really hard to see the forest for the trees. Um, you know, I, I, okay, so if you've hosted dinner for friends, right? You know, sometimes you host a dinner and it's and you're all stressed out and you're trying to cook and it doesn't work out. But sometimes um you host a dinner and 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 you feel like you really pull it off. Like, you know, they, they come, the food's ready at the right time. <laughs> it tastes the way you want it to mm-hmm. <laughs> um and you sort of create this experience for for folks that that they really dig that that really resonates with them and i feel like what happened to me was i, I you know that i everything was going well right like i had the right ingredients i uh you know i sort of like found recipes i was excited about and maybe i even added my own twist to them and I had a cool soundtrack lined up for the evening and whatever, and then, as soon as the doorbell rang, things went wrong right um and that's sort of that's that that is the bridge between mm-hmm. when you've been creating an experience for others and when they start to experience it for themselves and that's sort of what happened here so it actually i mean it really took me by surprise i don't I don't know how I could have sort of uh I don't know why I felt so excited. Maybe it was just that I finished it at the right sort of moment in the creative roller coaster, the emotional roller coaster of making things. Uh-huh. Um but uh but it definitely came as a shock and and really that shock kept reverberating through me as I worked through revisions. I can share one thing that um that 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 has been an interesting after effect. So Reaper came out last May, and um, you're a writer, so you know this, but maybe not all listeners do. Um, When you write novels or books, um, unlike journalism where most of what you write is published very quickly after you've written the article. Um, With books, often there's a long lag time between when you write the book and when that book is published. And so, um, you know, whenever I have a book come out, it means that the first time that the public has access to it, I'm already, you know, thinking about the next project, Mm -hmm. right, as a writer, because there's this there are these long gaps in time and so um i actually just uh a few weeks ago finished the rough draft of a new novel and um and that creative process was very very different from reaper so what i actually uh what happened was i i in order to try to avoid the problems that i had created for myself with reaper i Created an extensive outline for this story before writing it, and I and I said to myself, "Oh, look at me! I'm so smart, right? If I outline this, um, sub, you know, in substantial enough depth, um, I won't be surprised mm-hmm. at the end by problems I didn't anticipate." And then I got bored with the outline. I worked on the outline for two or three months, or maybe three or four months. And I, I had sort of, it, it was like, by trying to plan the story so extensively, I killed any curiosity I actually had about the story. Um, and so I, I was already, and I, and I said to myself, well, if I am this bored." At the outline stage? <laughs> I mean, there's no way I could write this novel. Are you kidding? Um, and so I, I didn't know what to do. And I, uh, but one night I woke up in the middle of the night, and you know, those dreams where you're left with a single Remnant image that Mm -hmm. has So much emotional valence But like you can't remember the Context for it right you don't know what the dream is about You're just left with that one image And so I was left with this image and I Rolled over on my side and I made a note Just like like, uh, One or two sentences like Describing that image And then I went back to sleep And I woke Up the next morning And I read the note And I thought Wow. That would be a really interesting opening for a novel. Just the just the word, just those sentence, that that sentence would be a really interesting opening sentence for a novel. So I threw out the outline and I you know like in order, you know, as a creative person you always hedge, right? You're mm-hmm. like Well, I'm not going to delete the outline. (laughs) I just won't use it, right? Um, That's that's, that's the benefit of Scrivener. If you have Scrivener, you you just drag it into a little box somewhere. That's that's exactly yeah. I use Ulysses, but similar. Um, So yeah. So I but I I basically said you know forget the outline. I'm done with it. Um, And I just took this sentence and I put it the put it in an empty document. And I said and I decided to write the next sentence, and then the sentence after that. And the sentence after that. And soon I had written a paragraph and then a page and then a chapter and then two chapters. And I wound up writing this latest rough draft sentence by sentence the entire way. Mm -hmm. I had no, I had no, I was not working from an outline. It was literally sentence by sentence. So in the fiction world, that's
0: called pantsing, right? So you were pantsing. agree. Sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. Everybody has their favorite metaphor for it, but yeah, I was just you know I had no plan, right? And um and what I found was sort of interesting. So when I was writing Reaper, and then I got this feedback showing that the story was broken, I uh it I was in this creative crisis, like oh my god, I had all of these ideas about. How this story would work. And they shattered on contact with reality, right? Mm -hmm. Like in the event those ideas failed. And so, whenever you have something you're attached to and it fails, like you, that's it's a loss. You have to get over it, right? Like in order to move on. And what I found with writing this latest manuscript sentence by sentence was. I was effectively in a chronic creative crisis like literally every time I opened up the document I didn't know what was going to happen next so I, (laughs) I was like I hadn't it was almost like I had nothing to be attached to or if I had little ideas along the way like many of them didn't work but it didn't feel as emotionally consequential that they didn't work because I was like well I'm just whatever I'll just do something else so Um, So what ended up happening is the the book went in directions that surprised me all the time, Um, but I had less sort of interior struggle with those changes than I've had on any previous manuscript. And it was almost that by becoming by facing that kind of discomfort again and again and again, just like building a muscle. I got more used to it Mm -hmm. just like, Oh, I'm used to feeling like I don't know what's going to happen next. And that makes it okay. That makes it feel like I'm an, an actor doing improv, right. Rather than a screenwriter who just got notes from a producer saying that everything needs to change. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, just to just to round it out do you think that do you think that the previous the reaper novel uh you were you did a you did a massive outline for that i suspect right
1: i did i did an extensive outline yes mm-hmm. yeah and not f- not not to the extent that not to the ambition of, <laughs> of, this of other the one. failed outline right yeah
0: yeah i'm just trying to see if there was a connection there but i think that's i think it, it i think what it, sounds like what happened is you just, you just realized that or you were sort of blinded to the faults for various reasons. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's none of them were negative. I don't think, I think it's just a, it's an interesting, I think it's an interesting view of creativity, which I don't think a lot of people mm. actually can actually have. And I don't think there not mm-hmm. a lot of people are privy to this as well, which I think is really important to explain. Um,
1: Yeah. I mean, I also think it's sort of interesting, like when I look at friends who make other things, like they make software or they make, you know, whatever, like all all of these are acts of creativity. And there's obviously a big push in, you know, when you make software to try to get early users, right? So you can sort of see how they're interacting with the thing you made so that you can then use what you learn to make it better. And writing novels is sort of interesting because the as a creative act because the feedback loops are so long. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like Jerry Seinfeld is famous for testing jokes, like literally every night uh, for effectively his entire career. So he would write jokes, write new jokes and test them on tiny audiences and comedy clubs every night. And like, when you see his comedy special, you're seeing, like jokes that have been performed hundreds if not thousands of times and you're only seeing the best ones, right? He's dropped 99% of the jokes. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you write novels, you know, I I spend many months or sometimes years working on a novel before (laughs) uh, anyone else sees it, right? Like literally before anyone else reads it. And And, and so the, and and even when people do read it, I mean, you know, it takes a while to read a novel. So, Uh um, so the feedback loops for writing novels are unusually long. Um, uh, It, you know, it's like, it's hard to to solicit that or you there's there are there isn't an easy way to accelerate that feedback loop so i think that's also part of uh-huh. this experience right it's like that's part of the nature of writing novels and and you know some people might say like oh why don't you share chapters along the way with an outside reader and i actually tried that with this um most recent rough draft um i was sending chap my wife uh, the chap- chapter by chapter for maybe the first third of the book as I was writing it, and it was it was interesting, but I realized that it wasn't yielding the kind of uh, like res- like feedback that that I would uh-huh. find useful, and that's for a very specific reason. Like it's when you a chapter is not a novel, right? Like when you tell a joke. The the joke has internal symmetry. You have the setup, you have the payoff, you have the punchline, right? Like if you only tell someone the beginning of a joke without the punchline, they can't give you <laughs> like their response to it will not tell you anything about how good of a joke it is. Yep. Right. And that's what I've found with novels that because the form is this package, like you in order to give useful feedback on the package you need to have the whole thing and so that means that it's just really long cycle times
0: i feel like we completely geeked out this episode this is usually it's like somebody who's like (laughs) oh i had i had i had a problem with uh with a business problem and now and now we basically like for me this is i love this stuff but i think i think this is an interesting view inside of creativity the idea that it does take that for longer form pieces of almost anything art uh writing even like i don't know school projects or work projects Mm -hmm. that if you don't have that, you don't have that constant feedback, you can fall into a hole, right? I think that's, Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the answers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I always think about this and I think that like you said, there are parallels to many other fields, but. I always think of a novel both novels I write and novels I read as a collaboration between the author and the reader mm-hmm. that the author of a novel the only thing they're doing is they're putting these little weird symbols on like they're putting these black marks on paper they're they're an architect they're not They're not uh, a construction worker, they're just creating these suggestions, these weird hints, these clues, and that the reader is actually the detective putting those clues together. The reader is the construction worker taking that blueprint and building the story in their imagination. And so the act of fiction is only occurs when someone is actually reading a novel that has been written. It's only like, that's only, that is when, that's when it actually happens, right? It's Mm -hmm. not in the writer's work that fiction is created. It is in a reader engaging with it, that, that, uh, fiction is really created. And I think that that's there. I mean, i can only imagine that the that 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 would ring true for musicians right that 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 what really the the art is in that confluence of listener and performer um or listener and recording and you know if you're or or if you make tools that that it's in the act of using the tool that the beauty really lies not in the act of the not in just like the object of the tool itself mm-hmm. and and i think that that's where that that feedback loop sort of occurs. And, and it's where I try to focus my intention when I make things.
0: Fascinating. Elliot Pepper, thank you for joining us. Uh, Elliot's the author of Reaper, his latest book. It's your 10th book, which is pretty really wild. Uh, and again, as I said, I want to be you when I grow up. Uh, hopefully we can all we can all learn from this uh, little bit of uh, creativity shared.
1: Thanks so much for having me, John. This has been a pleasure. <laughs>
0: This has been Keep Going. I'm John Biggs. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Keep Going. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening. And remember, when you're going through hell, keep going. you like